You're listening to the Health Smut Podcast. I'm Dottie Dynamo, sexy worker, burlesque dancer, and the stripper health coach at Fit Show Girl. The health, fitness, and adult entertainment industries are full of dirty diet culture, and I'm here to help you strip it all away so you can quit picking apart your body, dominate the weight room, and build a healthier hustle. Hello, my sexy friends, and welcome to episode 13 of the Health Smut Podcast. Holy shit, 13. That's a lucky number as far as I'm concerned, so this is going to be a fucking excellent episode. I just know it already. In fact, we're talking about how to gauge your energy in workouts, right? Because the fitness industry has led us to believe, the fitness industry and hustle culture, led us to believe that if we aren't doing the most, if we aren't going hard, then like, what are we even doing? But unfortunately, that is not the smartest way to approach workouts because not everything needs to be high intensity. In fact, if you are only giving yourself the option of go hard or go home, you're either always experiencing DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness, and your workouts leave you tired as fuck, Or you skip working out because you can't handle the level of pure exhaustion in your life currently and get a workout at the same time. So your workouts probably aren't getting you fit. They aren't getting you stronger. They're simply just wearing you out. And if you're constantly going back and forth between this, I either show up at the gym and I give everything I have or I don't go at all, that's also problematic. It completely ties back in to all or nothing thinking, which I believe was maybe episode two or three. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. And let's keep going on why going hard and going home is complete bullshit and how to actually gauge your energy. The thing is, there are a lot of shitty trainers out there and I hate to admit it, but I will totally own up to this. I was a really shitty trainer when I started. I think most people are pretty shitty trainers when they first start because the industry pumps out trainers into a solely fat and weight loss based business. The industry is very driven towards solely weight loss, especially if you're working in a box gym. You are just cranking out numbers and your success is measured on your client's success and that is measured on how much weight they lose. Most of the time, those trainers don't really care about your well-being outside of the gym or how what is going on in your life outside of the gym is impacting you in the gym. And right, they don't care because they're literally measuring whether or not they are doing their job well or if they're good at their job based on how much weight they can get you to lose. So they'll tend to spew crap like, try harder or no excuses, or you must not want it bad enough, or you must be, you must be lying to me about what you say you're eating, right? Everything that is wrong is very center, like client centric centered. It's clearly not their fault. Um, and I, and I've said this begin, 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 (laughs) you guys, I don't know where I learned to talk, but (laughs) I should go back and learn again. Anyway, I've said it before. 
you are a whole ass person, right? You, your stress level, your sleep, whether you're getting enough sleep or not getting enough sleep, or you just have like some really shitty sleep quality, your current emotional state, how much you're eating or not eating will impact your energy level overall, but especially your energy level and how much you have to give and to push with in the gym. Because the thing is your body can't tell one form of stress from another. So if you show up to the gym overwhelmed with a fully loaded plate from outside stressors, and then try to push to match the same workout you did last week, right? You try to lift the same amount you lifted last week, or you try to increase that weight that you lifted last week. You're actually doing yourself a disservice and sacrificing strength gains in the long run. And this is because when you consistently push to match what you did last time or to beat last time without taking into consideration your body's overall well-being, you're just adding tons more stress to your body, which is impacting your recovery. It's impacting your sleep cycle, right? We've talked about that sort of like hamster wheel of burnout, and this is the same thing. So you are never fully recovering and your muscles are never gaining, right? You're never going to see these strength gains, at least not long term without potential injury. So how do you manage your energy in the gym and still show up for your workouts without adding more stress? Enter the RPE scale or the rate of perceived exertion. RPE is, well, yeah, how you gauge your energy, right? Because it can, your energy changes from day to day. Like I said, all of those things I listed off before, your sleep, also your cycle. If you are a human being who menstruates, your, where you, at, you are at in your cycle will also inf- impact your energy and your strength. Your stress, your energy level, emotional well-being, the time of day can sometimes impact how much you have to give, how hard you can push. So RPE, that rate of perceived exertion, is a scale of zero to 10. Zero meaning it takes no effort. Zero is like sleeping, okay? That takes absolutely nothing. Your body is in recovery mode. To 10 being max effort, full out max effort. Like if you think of getting your one rep max in the gym, that would be 10, That's it. You can do one and you cannot give anything else. So let's break this down a little bit further. So let's say again, zero is sleeping. An RPE of one would be very light. Anything other than sleeping or watching TV or riding in the car. So maybe that's just, you know, the sort of cleaning house or doing running errands. Super easy. You could do it for hours and hours and hours, probably days and weeks. An RPE of two to four feels, once again, like something you can maintain for hours. It's easy to breathe. You can carry on a conversation. RPE of five. This feels more like a warm-up. It doesn't require a ton of effort, but you start to breathe heavy. And if we are thinking in terms of workouts, you have the potential to do five or six more reps. So let's say you're doing 
where your warm up set for the squat or a deadlift or a bench or whatever the lift is that you are working on for today, a level five, you could do another five or six reps of that. So you aren't working extremely hard, but you are starting to get your heart rate up a little bit and your breathing is starting to get a little labored. An RP of six, you could definitely do four to five more reps. Now, here's where we start to get into where we like to see or where, especially when I'm programming, where I like people to be uh, as far as their RP during a workout. And that's a seven. A seven, you could maybe do three more reps or an eight, you could maybe do two more reps. So this is a good place to be in terms of workouts because that means you're leaving a couple reps in the tank. So you're not maxing out your body's energy. You're lifting a weight that is challenging, but you're not, you know, not completely exerting yourself. You could do multiple rep, multiple sets of this movement. An RPE of nine, you could maybe do one more rep. Maybe. And once again, right, that RPE of 10 is no reps left. You could do your one rep and you are tapped out. 100% max effort. Now, let's say you haven't been sleeping well, right? So taking into consideration that RPE of seven to eight, that's a good range to try to be in when you are working out. It's a good overall scale to try to hit. And it might be different from one week to the next, right? This week, you may go in and do 10, 10 deadlifts at 125 pounds, and that could feel like an RPE of seven to eight. But next week, when you haven't slept well or you're in the middle of your period, whatever's going on in your life, maybe that 10 reps at 125 pounds feels like a nine or a 10. Like you just, you can't get through it. It's under, it's at these points, right? When you have been sleeping well or you drank last night, you're under a lot of stress. It's better during those phases when your energy is a little bit low or you're under recovered to stay around a five or a six for your workout and possibly even around a four or five, depending on your energy level and gauging that for yourself. This is where autonomy comes in, in your workouts. And so the way to get to that five or six in the workout is you can show up, you can do the exact same workout you were already planning to do for that day and just cut the weight that you used last time in half. You could do one less set. You could take a longer rest break. You could do a multitude of these things all at the same time. And so you're still showing up. You're still following your program. You're following through. You're keeping the muscle recruitment happening, but you're working at a lower RPE so that your body is able to continue to recover without adding more excess stress and muscle tear and all of this to your body. The problem is oftentimes that phrase, listen to our body is thrown at us, but we don't actually know what it means or how to apply it. And so that's why this RPE scale is really great at helping you determine what weight to use when you lift based on how many more reps you could do with that weight. So 
I could be working out alongside another person and let's say I'm using 15 pound weights and they're using 30 pound weights, but we're both working at an RPE to seven to eight. That's because where I'm currently at in my fitness journey, those 15 pound dumbbells of however many sets and reps I'm doing are maxing out my energy and this other person is maybe a little stronger or maybe they got better sleep or maybe they had a full meal, whatever that is. And so we can all be at different places in our journey, but all and all doing the same workout, but working at different levels of where we need to be for us specifically versus feeling like we have to match the energy of everyone else in the room. So next time you hit a workout, instead of thinking, right, you have to hit exactly what you did last time, or you have to continue progressing using progressive overload techniques, honor your energy and work at your RPE for the day. That's going to help you reach gains a lot faster. So always judging Either you're trying to show up and hit that RPE of seven to eight, or you're taking into account that maybe you aren't in a position to push that hard and you cut it back a little bit and work at that five to six level. That's going to ultimately help you get further than always pushing at a level 10 and following through with that go hard, go home mentality, or that all or nothing of if I can't push super hard, then what's the point of even doing the workout? If this is something that you maybe are still getting used to or are still exploring and you would like some more guidance on this, my program Hustle, Grind, and Align is actually opening up for enrollment this Wednesday, March 3rd. Yeah, I think that's what day... (laughs) I don't know what day it is anymore uh, because COVID, but this podcast should launch on March 2nd, which means enrollment for Hustle, Grind, Align is opening to anyone who was not on the wait list on Wednesday, March 3rd. It is for burlesque dancers, strippers, night laugh workers, anyone in entertainment of the sexy industry sorts who want to build a healthier hustle and really start to gain some autonomy in their workouts and understand how all of this works. You can head over to the link in my bio at Instagram. So it's fit showgirl, F-I-T-S-H-O-G-R-R-L. That's my Instagram. You can head over there and click the link in my bio to sign up. And that is all I have for you today. Happy hustling, happy working out. Happy fucking Tuesday.